Episode number five, engaging your kids to serve with Dave and Jess Ray from Doorpost Songs. Here we go, tribe. This is the Kidman Tribe Podcast. We're helping you as children's pastors, volunteers, and leaders plan, create, and execute incredible life-changing kids' worship experiences at your church. With practical tips, coaching, training, and resources from the best in kids' ministry around the world. It's time to join the tribe. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Kidman Tribe Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Noble, and I'm so glad you're joining me today. I think you're going to be really encouraged. It's going to be a great time together. Hey, will you do me a favor? If you love the Kidman Tribe Podcast, will you go and subscribe to whatever channel you're listening to right now, whether that be on YouTube or Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts? Put a comment down there if you love it. And then share this link on your social media so that all your Kidman friends and leaders and people you know can be helped by the Kidman Tribe podcast. We'd love to have them be a part of the tribe. And I'm so glad that you're here today. This week's episode of the Kidman Tribe podcast is sponsored by Yancey Ministries. Yancey was on with us on our second episode. I know I heard from so many of you guys that you love listening to her. Well, hey, she's one of our sponsors. Yancey Ministry is sponsoring today's podcast. And we're so thankful for them. Yancey Ministries exists to make Jesus loud. And they do such a great job through songs, videos, books, curriculum, devotionals, training, mentoring, consulting, events, family concerts. Man, you want to get connected with Yancey Ministries. Yancey has also just released her first book, Sweet Sound, The Power of Discipling Kids in Worship. And I know you need to get a copy. You will be totally blessed by it. To find out more about Yancey Ministries, you can go to find them online at yanceyministries.com. And we can't wait to share more with you about Yancey right after this. This week on the show, I have Dave and Jess Ray, the founders of Doorpost Songs. They're incredible friends of 1230 Kids and the Kidman Tribe podcast. And I know you're going to be so encouraged listening to them today. Dave and Jess are worship leaders from Houston, Texas. So they're in the trenches with us. And they're the founder of Doorpost Songs, a ministry that creates scripture-based worship songs and resources for the church and for the home. They have been in ministry together since college and have served on church staff for 16 years. They've released nearly 40 songs of scripture and have a growing collection of kid-friendly versions of some of today's most popular worship songs. They're passionate about supporting both ministry leaders and parents by providing them with excellent scripture-based resources to raise up a new generation of worshipers. On the podcast, we really dig deep into the importance of equipping and raising kids to serve in church, what that looks like, and how that plays out. I'm so excited to have them on the show today. I know you're going to be blessed. You're going to love them and their incredible heart for worship. You're also going to love their heart to raise up kids for ministry with some really great practical ideas that they share with us on the podcast. This podcast will be encouraging and challenging. So like I always say, buckle up your seatbelts and get ready for an incredible episode of the Kidman Tribe podcast. Share this podcast with every Kidman Kidman leader you know. We'll jump in with Dave and Jess right after this. I have a dream that one day every church leader will champion worship to happen and the disciples they are making. I knew that God had told me now was the time to write this book. It has been so incredible to see how he confirmed the writing process 
over and over. The testimonies I've received are saying what I believed would be possible for those that lean into this message. I want to help kids learn the rhythm of running to the Father in everything they go through. If we can begin teaching them that from the time they are young and give them practice through repetition over the weeks and years ahead, then I believe we will have a new generation of adults that understand the importance of their worship to God. One of the ways we taste and see that He is good is by experiencing His presence. Worship is a gateway to that presence. I want to leave kids wanting more of who He is and longing for time spent in the presence of our loving Heavenly Father. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to the Kidman Tribe Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Noble, and I'm excited to have David and Jess from Doorpost uh, Music with us today. And man, thank you guys for being here. Absolutely. Thank you for having us. Yeah, definitely. We're focused on really helping kids, Kidman leaders, pastors, uh, teachers, everybody serving in kids ministry uh, to make their kids ministry experiences better. And I just think you guys are doing such a great job with content and with your music. Tell us a little bit about your story, where you came from, what God's doing in the ministry. Tell us a little bit about the ministry. Just would love to hear about you guys some. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we um, so we've been down here in Houston now um, for about 16 years. And we came from Nashville where uh, I was in a band, which is probably the most cliche thing to say about being in Nashville. But <laughs> That's true. Songs, Jess was working in publicity and, and uh, we just knew it wasn't the place for us. So we came down here, we started serving a church in the very first like month I was there. Um, one of the children's leaders said, hey, we're doing this special thing in the fall and we have a theme verse. Would you write a song for it? And I said, sure. Yeah. yeah. So wrote a song for the verse and kind of liked it and yeah. then i thought well that was fun and there's lots more yeah. scripture so <laughs> right <we did laughs> never ending and so we did um we did our first doorpost songs album um, we named it after deuteronomy 6 which is all about making god's word just a part of our family life um writing those words on our doorposts love that and um and since then we've uh done i guess since that time we've probably done six or seven more albums yeah. of scripture songs yeah. um started just something we were going to do as you know with our churches but then it's expanded um beyond that to where we get to help churches all across the nation and really um help churches not only have great resources but give parents some resources to open god's word with their kids and make the bible a part of their family life yeah yeah i think it's this combination of um, we're musicians and we're parents, and those two things have come together in such a way that forms the ministry that we do as Dorpus songs. So. Love that. And, you know, I think that, you know, one of the things that we hear people talk about a lot is biblical illiteracy in our kids and in our churches. And, you know, speak to that for just a minute. What drives uh, you guys? Does that drive you with the scripture and getting that? Like, just talk to us about that for a moment. Yeah, I think uh, it's it's certainly it's certainly common, you know, that many kids and families are just never even, it's a funny thing is the Bible has never been easier to access. Right. And yet many of our families are not even opening God's word. And really that's like a first victory for us. If we yep. can get um, a family to just open God's word together, that's a huge victory. Um, 
And the cool thing about it is we, we really stand on the promise of Isaiah 55, where God says, you know, just like the rain and snow are not going to come down from the sky without watering the ground and producing fruit, and that fruit's going to turn into something that nourishes, um, you know, all of humanity. Um, so it is with my word. It's not going to return without accomplishing the purpose for which I sent it. It's going to nourish you. If you just open it up, I'm going to take responsibility for that. That's what he's saying there. And so we really um, see that as the first victory, just opening up scripture. Yeah. And I think for us too, we really want to champion parents to take on that role of yeah. in their home. And I think that it's really natural to feel like, how do I fit this in my schedule? I don't feel like I know enough about the Bible. I don't know where to start. And so we really want to be a voice that says, you can do this. Here are some tools to do this. Um, it's not going to be perfect. It's not going to look perfect. You're not always going to feel like doing it. But I think just encouraging them on to, it's just as simple as opening the Bible, reading a verse. What does this mean? Let's talk about this. Let's learn together. You don't have to know all the answers. I definitely don't know all the answers. All right. um, we sat down to do it with our kids. I'm like, that's a great question. Let's learn together. And then I think that also creates a really incredible avenue for you to be communicating with your kids just in general. If you have a time where you're opening the word, you're talking about, okay, what's going on right now? What can we be praying about? It just builds in this like real quality time into your family that I think helps feed into healthy relationships and healthy communication. I just feel like God can do so much with that time, even if it's super short. You know, you, you, you know, those listening probably have kids of lots of different ages. And so just knowing our kids, the many ages and stages that we've gone through, this time has looked really different from yeah. time to time. And that's okay. There's no prescribed formula. It's just getting in there and choosing to make that a part of your routine. I love that. You know, one of the things I love to be able to do on the Kidman Tribe podcast is expose the hearts of content creators to the audience so that like our friends of Kidmen, they know your heart and they hear like, okay, when I go to doorpost music, like I know the hearts behind it. And uh, I so appreciate your heart in creating content, um, especially in the realm of helping parents. Cause I mean, when you look at how much time we have kids in church compared to how much time parents have kids at home, and it really is their job to raise those kids according to scripture uh, and, you know, get scripture into their hearts um, man, equipping parents is such an important aspect to what we do in kids ministry. And how many parents, I mean, like, I think you hit on it. Like we don't necessarily always feel equipped to take that spiritual role. And so to have those tools to help, it's a great, great thing. Um, where do people find out more information about doorpost? Well, everything is on our website, on our website, which is doorpostsongs.com. Yeah. All of our church resources are there, our lyric videos and hand motions and charts and tracks and everything that churches need. And then along with uh, family worship guides that help families do exactly what we're talking about. So yeah, doorpostsongs.com. That's awesome. Well, we always ask about four questions on the podcast. And so I want to dig into that. Uh, by the way, how many kids do you guys have? We have three kids. Three kids, boys, girls. What's the mix? We have two boys and a girl, ages. And, um, I'm like, what are their ages? <laughs> right, I know. Nine. Well, they're all about to have birthdays. So, okay. in a couple of months, we'll have an eight, 10, and 12. Nice. That's how our kids are all too. Like March and March and May are all the birthdays. So, oh, yeah. It's a crazy yeah. time. Yeah. It really is. It is. So, a couple of questions I always love to ask everyone on. 
uh, the podcast is one, what is one issue that you hear children's leaders talking a lot about? And what are those, what are your thoughts on how to solve that uh, when it comes to making our Sunday experiences or kids ministry experiences in general better? Well, I think one of the things we see a lot, um, so we are worship leaders in our church, um, serve at, you know, at our local church. I'm on staff, Jess is our vocal director at the church. And, um, and so we come to children's ministry from a worship perspective. Um, But what we're seeing is in many churches, the responsibility for worship as it relates to kids has been handed over to a children's ministry leader who was not trained or equipped. They didn't get into children's ministry because they may, you know, they may not be able to sing or understand like what's going on. I mean, that's just, you know, if you threw me into children's ministry and said, all right, this is yours. I would be like, ah, I've trained my whole life. to be. <laughs> what do I do? Yeah. <laughs> right. And I think that a lot of children's ministry leaders are feeling that, okay, now I'm suddenly responsible for worship mm-hmm. and I'm not equipped to do it. So what do I do? And, and that's one of the things that we love to do is help um, children's ministry leaders get the tools and, and get some of the simple, basic foundational stuff that's going to help them be great worship leaders. It's good. And I think on just like a, a practical suggestion, you know, if you are a children's minister who finds himself in a worship leading role, I think that you can really collaborate with those in your worship department, you know, sit over coffee and say, okay, how can I, um, what's your routine of building out a great worship set each week? What are the the habits that you formed each week to prepare for Sunday and really finding support and collaboration within ministries? I think that can be a really um, a place of strength. Kind of breaking down the silos so that you yeah. worship in all, you know, churches sometimes get siloed so easily where it's like, well, we have worship over here and then we have kids ministry over here, and, you know, especially if you're in a larger church and breaking down those silos. And, you know, as, as I've thought of it, and especially in kids ministry, what if we're training our next adult um, musicians in kids ministry right now? you know, where you build that team and it's a collaborative effort. I'm going to ask you another question that I think is really important because I always look at, um, look at, okay, what would we want our kids to look like? And then how do we get there? What do you think it looks like for a child to um, wrap his or her arms around worship and the idea that we're being successful to teach them to be worshipers? Yeah, I think I think the first thing that every child needs when we're talking about becoming a worshiper is a role model, somebody to yeah. look at. That's and good. One of the things that I tell children's ministry leaders a lot is that whether you want to be or not, whether you um, intend to be or not, you're going to be the worship leader for your kids in that they are going to watch how you worship. Do you stand on the sidelines with an indifferent expression on your face yeah. as we get through these songs, you know, or is your heart engaged? Because that's what they're going to see, you know, in that context that they're, they're looking for who's older than me. Who's, who's the, that role model that I'm looking up to. Yeah. Um, if your volunteers, your student ministry leaders, your whatever, you know, whoever your leaders are, are not engaged in worship. Um, you know, that's the first place you have to start. And I think it's, um, so I think, first of all, it's seeing what, seeing a good example. And then second of all, a very simple understanding that we're responding to God's love for us. I love that. Uh, This is not about a song. It's not about 
you know, this specific melody or these hand motions or whatever. These are all vehicles for us to respond to God's love because that's at his core what worship is. He, he, we experience his love through his action in our lives, through his word. We respond in love through worship. That's so good. That's so good. And, you know, I think that answer alone may be an answer because one of the things you're hearing, we're hearing a lot about right now is the mental health crisis that's going on with our kids and the the amount of just the difficult times. And if they know God loves them, to me, I feel like that's one of the big answers on how we deal with that and how we help them to know, hey, no matter what we walk through, you're loved and you can respond to that. I think that's such a powerful tool. One other thing that I'd love for you to speak to for just a moment is what does continuity of worship, because you guys are in a local church. And so a lot of times we lose kids in between kids ministry and junior high because it's so radically different. And then when you get up to high school, you know, they go from youth ministry into Sunday morning. That's so radically different. Um, what, how do you look at that idea of really helping to move those kids in the right direction? Yeah. Well, I don't know, you good. <laughs> We're like trying to see who's gonna jump in first. Jump in on that question. Yeah, I know. Well, I think I think the more we allow kids to take the lead and have involvement on Sunday morning, yes. I think that that is going to um, strengthen uh, their relationship with the local church. I think it's going to give them a a sense of um, wow, I have something to bring to the table. So in children's ministry, it could be something like. You get to open up prayer that morning, or you go up and you help the adult leader with hand motions. And then as they grow older, kind of expanding the opportunities that you give them in leadership. And so it's been really fun for us just in our local church to invite our student leaders into Sunday morning. You know, generally we have them over there leading in children's ministry, but we also invite them in to just our regular um, services happening. And it's neat to see them grow as leaders. Yeah, uh, it's cool to see that responsibility expand. And I think they that also just helps to strengthen mm-hmm. just their sense of belonging um, in their church family. Well, yeah, I, was, I, I think that's that's really good. I think that issue of leadership is one of the great ways that um, we can help to build that continuity anytime. We're taking those silos that you're talking about. It's not just between yeah. departments on the staff. It's also sometimes between age groups. You know, here's all the kids stuff and here's right. the student ministry and here's all the adults. Anytime we can intentionally break down those silos, it's a really good thing. And so um, for us at our church, some of the ways that expresses itself are having student ministry leaders leading in children's ministry. That's a big thing that we do. Yep. Some of our older uh, uh, elementary kids start being leaders. Those fifth and sixth graders start becoming leaders as well, breaking down those silos. And then there are times that intentionally every year we bring everybody together in the worship center and uh, we, we, we worship together as one church. Um, you know, those are important as well. And it, and it's, it doesn't have to look like any one specific thing. It doesn't have to be everybody together all the time, you know, but as long as we're being intentional about breaking down those barriers on a regular basis, that helps us with our continuity. That's, that's such a great truth. I mean, and the fact that you can help to, I mean, think about it. Like if kids are trained in kids ministry 
when they get ready to get into youth, you have a full team ready to go with all that you need to do. And the same for stepping into once kids are out of youth into adult ministry. I mean, just from the leadership pipeline alone, that's such oh, a yeah. great, you know, I mean, that's a great way. And, you know, one of the things I was thinking a lot about the other day and talking to church leaders about is with our schools not teaching a lot of music anymore, that's kind of fallen a little bit by the wayside. Is the church going to have to step in and start raising up drummers and start raising up musicians and, you know, what that kind of looks like in the whole process of of how we build our, our volunteers and for the long term, you know, um, it's something to, and I think that ownership is such a piece to what you're talking about serving and getting them connected. I love that. What size, just for um, context, what size of a church are you guys in? Well, on a Sunday morning, we're going to have somewhere between 900 and 1,000 okay. um, on our campus. We um, Now, where I grew up, that would have been the biggest church in town. Right. Down here in Houston. <laughs> right. You know, they, they grow up pretty big down here. So yes, they do. We're, we're in the middle of the road down here. But, um, but yeah, it's, it's, I guess it's all a matter of perspective. But we're not, we're not a mega church. You know, we're not, um, I mean, we're just a local, small town church. Love that. And I, I asked that question because I think it helps to identify where other leaders can identify with you guys and going like, hey, you know, they're not in a church of 20,000. They're in a church of 900. You know, there's some great identifying that come, kind of comes with that. Because a lot of times we'll hear from the big guys in kids ministry and it's like, well, I'm in a church of 900. How does that work? You know, right. or a church of 500. How does that work? You know, or uh, and that's something that we really try hard is, is to to speak to every angle of where we're coming in at kids ministry. Um, what do you think is one thing that children's leaders can do to execute children's experiences better? Well, we already talked about a little bit about the leadership angle. That's something we care a lot about. Um, yeah. You know, uh, Lifeway did some research a few years ago about what are the, what are the childhood behaviors that are going to yield spiritual health in adulthood? Um, yeah. And if we could somehow quantify that, which, you know, we know it's not a formula, but if we could look at the effect that our, these behaviors in childhood have on people in their adult years, yes. what's the best stuff we can do? And one of the very interesting things was the contrast that was drawn between serving in church and just attending events. Yeah. And serving in church had such a significant, so, so much more impact on a child's spiritual health in adulthood. And so that's a kind of a torch that we've started to carry, like, how can we, how can you create as many opportunities for kids to lead in your events as possible? There's a couple of things that that does. One is that it, it, it excites your older students. And, you know, I mean, wherever your, your top line is, whether that's fourth grade, fifth grade, sixth grade, those older students sometimes are the hardest to engage. Oh, no doubt. Giving them the leadership spot is a great beginning for that to help them be engaged. Yeah. Then those younger students, they start seeing the older students leading and they're like, I'm doing that when I'm, right. yeah. when I'm older. There's really this cool. really cool kind of cycle mm -hmm. of, of momentum that starts to build up. Um, and, and man, just crazy things start happening. You start unlocking stuff in kids when you give them opportunities to lead. Yes. Um, and you start seeing, you know, really unexpected things. You're like, man, I didn't know that kid could do that. You know, like yeah. um, that can be really exciting to unlock that for a child. I bet for many of us um, that are in ministry, our first ministry experiences were happening when we were kids. Totally. So we can help write that story for another child. So when I think about, you know, events and how we can do all of these experiences better, 
one of the first questions I ask is where are, where do we have opportunities for kids to lead? Yeah, that's great. That's great. And then the equipping that comes along with that. I mean, it's amazing. And uh, from when I was a children's pastor, I look now at kids who are in their twenties and thirties and are serving and just totally connected. I mean, it's such a great, great perspective on, on how to build kids in really a strong, strong way. Well, what's the one thing you always like to talk to children's leaders about? I mean, I, we talked a little bit about it, but really like, okay, if we're speaking, this is the one thing we always tell children's leaders. Yeah. Um, well, I think one thing that we talk about is that, um, like as a children's ministry, you're not just ministering to a child, you're ministering to the entire family. Yeah. And I think that um, really impactful ministry takes place when we focus on building those relationships yeah. with parents. And I know that's tough, like depending on the size of your church, there it would be a lot to try to connect with each and every parent. But I do think that personally building relationships with people, whether you're doing it through a kind of a, a volunteer leadership team, just, you know, see if there's a contact that could take place each month or so just to ask them how they are, build that relationship, um, really communicate your desire for, you know, their, their child to, to grow and their understanding. And then also just to support them as a family. Yeah. Um, I think that it's, especially as we have just kind of walked through a couple of really weird years yeah. where we were very isolated. We don't feel very known. Maybe we don't feel seen finding loneliness, whether it's kids and their parents and or their parents. Um, I think it's presented us with an opportunity to look at our ministries and say, how are we really building relationships with the people that we're serving specifically in children's ministry? How are we building relationships with these parents? We want to equip them to be spiritual leaders. We want to help them form maybe a new habit or a new routine. But I think forming habits is really hard and that you have to have just continual encouragement. Somebody saying, I'm going to champion you in this. Um, and I think when you receive that kind of encouragement from somebody who you've built a relationship with, it's very effective um, in, in building those habits that can then equip them as spiritual leaders. So I think our encouragement is always get to know your parents really well, form those relationships. It's hard, you know, we're in, we, we, it, it's harder now, harder, what am I trying to say? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> it's really hard right now not to, um, it's easy to come in and be anonymous, right? Yeah. It's yes. easy to come in and maybe you drop kids off and then you're out the door. But um, I think real ministry takes place when we place priorities on building relationship. And um, yeah, I think, I think parents are going to be able to more easily receive the encouragement to build a new habit of reading the Bible with their kids. Um, when they have a relationship with the person that's telling them to do that, that's encouraging them to do that. Totally. I think sometimes I, we need to adjust our priorities a little bit. And if you had a great ministry to parents and your events were just okay, you'd probably be doing better ministry. Yes. And if you knocked your events out of the park, mm -hmm. but you neglected your parents. Totally. And I so. Agree adjusting those priorities to build those relationships and help parents become the spiritual leaders that they were meant to be. Um, I think it's a big part of what children's leaders are called to. 
I agree. You know, I mean, even, even if you could offer, like as a church, you could say, Hey, we want to help parents with the parenting class. You put the sign up on the lawn. I bet you're filled. I bet you have, I mean, you're looking for outreach. Like we all know parents need encouragement. We always wonder as parents, like, how are we doing? Are we doing a good job? You know, I mean, so just that perspective of alone, like, hey, could, you know, just encourage the parents in your ministry, love on them and say, man, I'm cheering you on. I'm there. I'm, I'm here to help you. You know, I mean, because let's be honest, we all do. We look at it and go, okay, am I screwing my kids up or am I getting, <laughs> you know, like, I mean, right? Those all come to our mind. I'm not alone, right? I'm not alone. <laughs> right. We're all in the same boat, like, you know, trying to figure out this in, in the midst of, like you said, a couple of really crazy years. And, you know, I mean, so just to know that they're not alone. And I think what we've seen in those two years, the people that aren't connected in relationship, they've disappeared. Mm. And so I think that the ones that have been connected and have that relationship, they're back, you know, after COVID and all of that stuff. And so I think there is such a truth to that, to connecting to parents. And I definitely want to encourage people, go and check out Doorpost Music at doorpostsongs.com. Man, is any final thoughts you guys have for leaders today? We so appreciate your heart and thank you for being on today. Yeah, we're we're excited about, you know, the the resources that we're continuing to work on. uh, We just released a new version of the song, Same God, which is a new tune from Elevation. And it's great. Great, great worship song. Thank you. and so all of those resources you can find on our site, doorpostsongs.com. And then another really cool thing we're working on that we're super excited about. We've never done something like this before, but we're working on a Christmas curriculum with 1230 kids, partnering on that. And um, it can be five really great lessons. It's going to come with some awesome music and lyric <laughs> videos and hand motions, all this kind of stuff. Love it. Uh, activities, all this great stuff. You can find all of that at doorpostsongs.com and you can see that at doorpostsongs.com slash curriculum you can check it out and pre-order and all that kind of stuff it's coming in august how awesome i'm ready for christmas now like sign me up <laughs> like i could live christmas all year long I'm, that's, that's my awesome uh, and we're we're thankful you guys are great partners with 1230 kids and uh what we're working on and and i'm just excited for people to hear your heart and especially here on the Kidman Tribe podcast. Um, thank you for being a part of the tribe. There's not a lot of worship people that cross over into kids <laughs> ministry and so, and vice versa. And I love the fact that we're all partnering together and the silos are down and uh, it's going to be exciting to see what God can do. So thank you guys so much. Will you pray for our leaders before we go, Dave? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. God, thanks so much for um, this tribe of leaders that you're calling and raising up. You're giving this mission to pass faith on to a new generation. And God, we know that this is how you built it to work from generation to generation. One generation declares your word to another. And uh, so God, we pray that you would make us that generation that's just declaring who you are and um, that is standing strong for our families uh, and for our kids. God, give these leaders wisdom. God, give these leaders purpose. Give them discernment to know where you're leading them and give them the courage to stand on their convictions and to love these kids that you've entrusted to them with the same kind of love that you give to us. We pray it in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. You guys, thank you so much for being on today. Uh, I love the fact that you're in a local church and you're down in the trenches with all of us and you're making great content. (laughs) 
And so uh, we're going to be praying for you guys and Kidman Tribe. Thank you so much for being on. Go check out doorpostsongs.com. You're not going to want to miss out on what David and Jess are doing. And again, thank you for being part of the tribe. We'll see you next time here at the Kidman Tribe podcast. Have a great week. Hey, everybody. Our heart at the Kidman Tribe podcast is to provide the best, greatest resource and tools for kids ministry leaders who are working in their local church to serve kids. Today's episode of the Kidman Tribe podcast is sponsored by the SundaySchoolZone.com. SundaySchoolZone.com provides free printable children's Bible activities for use with kids at home, church, and school, as well as resources for teaching children the Bible. We all love free, and we all want to teach our kids the Bible in better ways, and I encourage you to check out SundaySchoolZone.com. Sunday School Zone wants to impact how parents, churches, and other organizations go about biblically educating their children. The mission of SundaySchoolZone.com is to help the church teach his story to successive generations. They hope to do this by providing free quality children's Bible teaching resources. I encourage you, go check out SundaySchoolZone.com. We would love to hear from you. What are some of the thoughts, questions, ideas you would like to hear more about? You can submit your thoughts and questions to thekidmantribe.com slash mailbag. And be sure to share this podcast with everyone you know. Hey everyone, Jason here again. Thank you so much for being a part of the Kidman Tribe podcast. I pray you found some great resources, some great ideas, and that you were so encouraged today. I pray that God would just use these tools to really change the world in your kids' ministry. Hey, if you love the Kidman Tribe podcast, make sure that you subscribe to the, the tribe wherever you listen, whether it be on YouTube or Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts. Make sure you subscribe, rate the podcast, and give us some comments. I would so appreciate that. And then share it with every leader you know. Go on Kidman, uh, go on Facebook and like 1230 Kids. Just encourage, do me a favor. If you like the Kidman Tribe podcast, leave a comment and a review in your favorite podcast platform. Hey, you can also find us at thekidmantribe.com where we store all of our sessions and all of our uh, all of our Kidman Tribe podcasts. If you want to go back and listen to an old one, you can find it there. You can also find our bi-weekly blog. So we do the Kidman Tribe podcast one week and an incredible blog the next week. There's some great Kidman Tribe swag. Hey, we're all part of the same tribe. Let's wear it proudly. Thank you for being a part of the Kidman Tribe podcast. Listen, if you have any questions or input on future Kidman Tribe, or you know what, you're just like trying to figure out something in your kids' ministry and you'd like some help with it, we would love to hear from you at the Kidman Tribe mailbag. If you go online, you can go to thekidmantribe.com and choose mail, mailbag, put your information, give us your thoughts, your feedback. We'd love to hear uh, what we can help you with. It's kidmantribe.com backslash mailbag. Hey, in two weeks, I will welcome the skit guys here on the Kidman Tribe podcast. It's a podcast you are not gonna wanna miss. They're gonna be talking about their new movie, Family Camp. It was just in three theaters. It's a great movie. I promise you'll enjoy it and you'll love it. It'll be releasing on DVD and streaming everywhere on June 28th, just in time for camps and just in time for all the summer activities. The skit guys are Tommy Woodard and Eddie James, who've been best friends since high school. They fell in love with acting through their involvement in their school theater's productions and discovered they have a knack for making people laugh. And boy, they sure do. When Tommy invited Eddie to church, everything changed. With encouragement and guidance from their youth pastor, the guys started to write and perform uh, for the youth group. No longer was it just about making people laugh, 
but their skits now had a bigger purpose. Since our high school days, they've been writing and performing hilarious and poignant skits live and on camera. Tommy and Eddie have traveled the world performing for families at events, churches, and conferences. The skitguys.com website has grown into a treasured media resource for families, pastors, and churches. Their numerous short films, skits, and scripts are used to reach families all over the world. You're gonna love them. That's two weeks from today here on the Kidman Tribe Podcast. Invite somebody to watch this with you. Hey, maybe you'll get all your kids leaders and do a watch party. We'd love to see, see that. Hey, I wanna remind you, that whenever you have a big win, make sure you celebrate big. God's been really speaking to me on that. Just a, a final thought as I leave you. Sometimes as leaders, we're always looking to the next thing and we forget to celebrate what God has done. So I wanna encourage you, take those times out to celebrate with your team, take a minute to breathe and just relax and enjoy what God's doing. In the meantime, go and reach kids in your world with experiences that transforms their lives. Thank you again for joining me on the Kidman Tribe Podcast. You are loved. You're appreciated and what you do changes lives for eternity. I'm your biggest fan. I'm cheering you on always. You are my heroes. Go get them tribe. I will catch you back here. Same time, same place in two weeks. God bless you. The Kidman Tribe podcast is a production of 1230 Kids. For show notes, archive episodes, and more free resources for your kids ministry, visit kidmantribe.com.